is good, isn't he? He's good all the time, all the time, never a time when God isn't good. Even when we're going through valleys and struggles and loss and grief and hard times, and I'll tell you, God is there, still there, still being good. And uh, he's not going to change. The Bible says he cannot change and that he remains faithful. And I just want to talk to us just for a few minutes about our part. What, where do we go from here? Uh, you know, we look out into the world and we see a transition. Even in the church world, there's been transitions and transformations and uh, changes that have taken place. And, you know, that's, that's normal. In, you, 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 speak, you be relevant with the generation that's out there. But I, I'm going to go back old school a little bit this morning because I want to talk to you. And, and yesterday was such a beautiful um, presence, a beautiful anointing. But there was a, a, a beautiful legacy that Brother Milton left behind. And I just want to talk about your legacy and your roots this morning, how important they are to your faith and to your future. Because without our roots, we, listen, a lot of people want to discard their roots and throw them away as if they are not relevant anymore. But without your roots, you are nothing. Without your roots, you can't grow. Without your roots, you can't be. Without your roots... There's, there's no place to go. And so um, yesterday, it was such an honor to play again with David and Stephen and, uh, and, and uh, Dwayne on the drums. And I was thinking how powerful of a statement that is to Sister Joe and Brother Milton that they instilled in their children the importance of holding on, the importance of serving God. Um, you know, I was thinking music was the air that Brother Milton lived and breathed, but church was the blood that flowed in his veins. They didn't miss church. Church doors were open. They were going to be there. Listen, church was their life. And we have gone so far away from that. We miss church at the drop of a hat. If it starts to sprinkle, we're not there. If there's a game going on, we're not there. If, if there's this and that and the other, life has become so busy for us that we're missing the key ingredient, and that's to be in the house of the Lord. Uh, our, our church should be full this morning because we need to develop a hunger again for the house of God. You think you're going to make it out there without the fellowship of your brothers and sisters? You better think again. You're not going to make it. We are called to be a body. We are called to be one, one another. We are called to grow and develop and take this glorious gospel to our families, to our children, to our world. And you cannot do it by yourself. It's not going to happen. Now, you'll have your individual time that you'll be ministering, but let me tell you what, you are to be a part of the body of Christ. That's what Jesus set it up to be. And we cannot change his word. And so we've got to come together in the spirit of unity and love, the bond of love, and be what Jesus called to us to be, and that is his church. So we have to go back to our roots. 
Most of us here in this place today, listen, church was our life. Mariah grew up in church. We grew up in church. And I look at my mother who instilled in me and my, my sisters the necessity of being in the house of God, the necessity of daily time with the Lord, of praying and fasting and reading the word when we were young. You know what our playtime was? When I remember me and Mara especially. We had church. When we were at home and we were playing, guess what we were doing? We were having church. One of us would lay hands on the other. Ooh, we'd go out. And then the other would do it to the other. That was our life. It was our lifestyle. It was our way of life. We didn't know anything about ball games, and we didn't know anything. Listen, we lived out in the Bayou country. There was one little bitty store there that was open on Sunday just to sell gas. And, and you know, town was a, a little piece away. We didn't, you know, we, we were home. We had school, and we had home, and we had church. And I remember those sometimes, listen, We'd have revivals, and they didn't just, they didn't just want a weekend revival of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. No. We're talking two weeks revival. We're talking three weeks revival. Mom was in a revival that lasted 13 weeks. Could y'all be at church every night for 13 weeks? They did. And you know what? It shows today what they lived back then has gave them the strength to go through what they went through today. Had, had this not been rooted in my mother, I don't know how she would have endured the things she's endured in life, especially these past four years. But she's a rock. She's an oak tree. She's not going to be easily plucked up because the word has been planted firmly in her. And you see Sister Joe here this morning raising her hands and praising the Lord, and she just lost her husband. Let me tell you why. Because the word is instilled in her. She has the word in her. They put it in their children. What are we putting in our children? What are, what are we living today? What lifestyle are we living today? Listen, we got to return to our roots. Jesus is coming soon. I know we have heard it all of our lives, but you know, it's, he's closer now than he's ever been before. And as we see the end times wrapping up, we see the one world, Wayne talked about that this morning, how the one world garment, uh, government is forming before our very eyes. Listen, Antichrist, not just the spirit of Antichrist, but the actual Antichrist is on the planet today. And Jesus will return soon. And how we live today matters. It matters how we're going to face it when tribulation comes, when we are offered the mark to either uh, take this mark or you cannot buy food. I don't know if we're going to be here when that moment comes, but some of us might be here. And we got, to, we got to know how to endure. Listen, the Bible says if you can't run with the footmen, how are you going to run with the horses, the horsemen? We got to be strong now. We got to get something implanted in us now that's going to hold us tomorrow and the next day and the next year. We would not be here today if somebody had not planted some seeds in us of the word of truth. 
And we are in a time now, we're living in our own country, we're seeing a generation who knows nothing about the history of our nation. They have no love for our country, and they are, they are, they're trying to erase our past and start something new and different because they don't know our history. They don't know the cost of our founding fathers. They don't know the prices that were paid for us to be a strong, free nation. And we're seeing uh, a spirits at work trying to dissolve, Wayne talked about that, our sovereignty. And, and, and it's, it's, it's uh, leaking on out into our, our personal lives, our churches. And, uh, and Paul talked to Timothy in 1 Timothy 3, 14 and 16, and he says, hold on, Timothy. Hold on to the truth that was given to you in the beginning. You got that pulled up, Blaze? 1 Timothy 3, verse 14. And he's telling Timothy, listen, the time is coming. Let me just say to us today, that time is here when they will not endure sound doctrine. You start, it, it ain't even us we're talking. We talk the word. If we speak the word, people are going to come against us. They're going to bash us. They're going to, they're, you know, like the word is our opinion. No, it's the word of God. And it changes not. And it, it doesn't change for culture. It doesn't change because someone doesn't like what it says. And so way back then, Paul is telling Timothy, the time is going to come. He said, these things write I unto you, hoping to come unto thee shortly. Go to the next one, Blaze. He said, but if I tarry long, you may notice that how thou oughtest to behave yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground. What is he saying? The church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the what? Of the truth. And truth is something that's held lightly by people these days. But Paul is telling Timothy, hold on. Hold on to the truth. Hold on. Don't let it go. Hold on to the word which you first believed. What did you believe when you first came to Christ? I want to ask you that question. What did you believe when you came to Christ? You believed that God was who he said he was. You believed that this Bible is the inspired word of God. You believe God could not change. You believe if God promised something, he would back it up. You believed what was in the word. We need to return back to our faith. You know, we need to go back. And, and he, he told Paul, uh, Timothy, in 1 Timothy 4 and verses 1 through 5, he said, there's going to come those who are going to spread wrong doctrines. They err from the truth. They don't receive or believe the truth. And so they have strayed from it, and they have put a false doctrine in its place, a doctrine, well, do what you want to do. Do what your heart tells you to do. No. You do what God says to do in his word. How do you know what God says? Go to his word. Read the word for yourself. Make, make it a, a daily appointment to read the word of God. 
Go and read it, read it, read it, ingest it. Let it become one with you. Let it become a part of you. And begin to believe what it says. Dwayne and I were talking yesterday, or maybe it was Matt and I, and how, how they want to change the word of God. And how some come out and say, well, the word of God was written by men. Yes, it was. But don't you believe or think for a moment that the God who spoke worlds into existence and who hangs the stars, who, who lined up the planets, and to this day, God doesn't have to go back and repeat himself. It's doing what he told it to do from the moment he spoke it into existence. And if his word can hold up the planets and the universes, and if our planet can continue to rotate and, and turn and move around the sun, and everything is staying in its place as it was in the beginning, do you not believe for a moment that this same God cannot watch over his word? The Bible says that the word of God was written under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And if he can do that, can he not make sure that every word that is written comes straight from him? Let me tell you, God is powerful. His word is powerful. His word is truth. And it will take us through some storms. It will take us to our destination. It will take us where we need to be in life. It is our shelter. It is our strong tower. It is, it is our hope. We can hope in the word of God. When there is nothing left out there to believe in, we can still believe in the truth of God's word. He will perform his word. Amen? God's just not going to speak something and nothing happened. Listen, when God said something, when he speaks, it's, it's going to happen with or without our permission. And God spelled it all out, the ages of mankind, what has happened, what is happening, and what's going to happen. He didn't leave us guessing in the dark. But some of us, because we don't like what it says, we have strayed from the truth. But we can still go back. I think it's in John, 1 John, he says, return to that which you first believe. And, and in Revelation, he says, return to your what? First love. Remember when you, you were so in love with the Lord and so in love with Jesus, everything was about him. Everywhere you went, you brought Jesus with you. Every person you talked to, you talked Jesus to. If somebody wasn't feeling well, man, you pulled out the sword, the word, and began to pray a prayer of faith and healing, and people were healed. People were set free. Listen, there was the time when, when sinners would get saved because somebody walked into their life who believed the word of God. God's word is still true today. We can still hold on to the word. And that's, that's my message of encouragement to us today. Hold on. Hold on to the word of God. Hold on. When you can't hold on to anything else, hold on to what God said. Hold on to the truth. You know, if you spend some time with God, you're not going to hear the lies of the devil. You're not going to believe the false doctrines. And this is so crucial to us today that we stay in the word. We stay in the presence of the Lord. 
Because Jesus even said that, that there would be a time where if, if it were, were possible, the very elect would be deceived. But how do we keep from being deceived? We stay in the word. We hold on to the word. Even if we don't understand it, we hold on to it and we believe it. You know, faith is not about understanding how it's all going to work out. Faith is not knowing that... Um, what the plan is, faith is simply trusting God that he's going to bring you through. He's going to make a way where there is no way. He's going to keep you protected from the evil one. He will lift your head up. He will hold on to you. He has engraved you in the palm of his hand. And, and we don't have to know everything. There's an old song that says, I don't need to understand. I just need to hold his hand. I don't need to ask the reason why. Because I know he'll make a way through the night and through the day. I don't need to understand. And we are in a generation, they crave knowledge. They crave information. They want to know the hows and the whys and, and all these things. But you know what a true child of God is going to do? They're going to go to the word and say, I don't know how, when, why. But I know the word of God says this and it's going to happen. So hold on with all your holding, hold on. With all your getting, get his word. You know, seek his presence. Get in the presence. We can't know him unless we know his word. He stands by his word. He honors his word even above his name. Do not err from the faith. Do not stray from that faith which you first believed. But go back, if you, if you find some unbelief or doubt or even some fear trying to creep into your spirit, into your heart, go back to the word. The Bible says, rekindle the fires that are going out. Stroke them, get them burning again. How do you do that? You go back to the word. And you pray, Lord, I don't understand it all, but I know this is your word, and I know it's for me. I'm going to hold on to the word. Amen. I'm going to keep on holding on. When the earth itself is shaking under my feet, I'm going to hold on to the word of God. I'm going to make a new commitment to the Lord. Lord, I'm going to rededicate my life to you that every day I'm going to seek your face. He says, when you seek me, you will find me. Why are we not seeing the Lord? Because we're not seeking him. Or if we do, it's sporadically, usually in a time when we're going through something. Oh, who's the first one we call on? We hit our knees fast, don't we, in a time of trouble. But God wants fellowship with us, not just calling him like he's our pimp daddy. And, well, you need to fix this for me, Lord. No, he wants to be your father, to have daily communication with you. To have daily, you know, God's got a lot of things to say if we would just shut up and listen. But we go to him and we, we do all the talking, don't we? But sometimes he, he says, just, would you just be quiet? Would you just listen to me for a moment? Because I have something to say to you. It's going to make a difference in your life. And if you'll just listen to me and obey your problem's going to be solved. The answer's on the way. You know, he is the source of all of our life. 
The very air, the breath that we take, it comes from him. The Bible says every good and pleasant blessing comes from the Lord where there is no shadow of turning. Listen, he desires above all right now is that we come on in to that ark of safety, that we, that we go back to our roots, go back to our roots of truth, go back where you first believed. There's an Andre Kraut song. It says, take me back to the place where I first believed. You know, and if we can just go back, listen, a new, we'll have a new spring in our step. We'll have a new hope. We'll have new faith if we just go back to the place where we first believed the word of God. Amen? Listen, his word will change things for us. It will change us. That's where change needs to happen, first of all, is in us. We sometimes got to tear down and break down this hard heart. You know, life can throw things at you that make your heart hard if we let it. And it can creep in. But let the word work in you. The word should work mightily in us. It should transform us first. It should give us hope. It should give us courage to stand uh, against the ad 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 adversary. It should keep us. It should hold us. It should embrace us. It should strengthen us. That's what the word of God will do. That's what the truth does. When we've got the truth in us and a proclamation is made, bow your knee to my idol or face a fiery furnace. Listen, that word inside of you will say, not today, Satan. I will not bow my knee to you. I will not hear your false doctrine of lies and deception. And if I go to the fiery furnace, somebody else is going with me. You know, he will show up in your fiery furnace. He will show up when the storm is rocking your boat and you think the boat's going to sink. But here will come Jesus walking on the water. Here will come Jesus in the midst of the fiery storm that you're in, walking and talking with you in that fiery furnace. Amen. And, and guess what? There won't be any smell of smoke on you. The only thing that will be burned is the chains or the ropes that have been holding you back because the Lord himself is in the midst of your fiery furnace and he's going to keep you, not just yesterday, not just today, but he's going to keep you tomorrow because that's the God that we love and serve. That's the one that we know, amen? He abides by his word. He remains faithful to his word. So let's go back to that place where we first believe the Lord, let's hold on. Hold on to God's unchanging hand, amen? We gotta hold on to his hand. He will see us through. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds my hand. And he saw me through yesterday. He's getting me through today and he's gonna take me through tomorrow. That is his word and his will and his faithfulness to you. Amen. Can you say amen today? Hallelujah.